Moonies. Welcome to the Sailor Moon Fan Club Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with Christelle Marie. She's one of the hosts for one of the most popular YouTube channels, Get in the Robot, which is home of some epic videos like the 37-minute The Complete Sailor Moon Timeline, which we'll talk about later, the Why Are Magical Girls Transformations in Anime, Why Anime in Latin America Was Different and Better, and Queer Censorship and Representation in Anime. She's also a singer, and she's, of course, a Sailor Moon fan, and I'm super happy to have her on the show. Welcome, Crystal. How are you? I'm great. Thank you, Moon Prism <laughs> Power Makeup. I'm here. Hello. Yes! <laughs> I feel so good right now. <laughs> yeah, you are in the right place. <laughs> I know. There are, so, there are so few places where I can get away with that. Right. Yeah, that's the funny thing. Like, Sailor Moon's so popular, but it also feels like we're also, like, a cult, like, following. <laughs> Yes, I know. Like it's almost like, can I, can I, can I just show my Sailor Mercury right. to you, just quick? I've been practicing that move since I was a wee baby. Right? Can I show you my collection? In can, can I, can I show you my dolls? Is right. that creepy? I've been collecting them. Yes. Yeah. I change I their outfits. <laughs> I make my own OST. Right. Did I some AMVs back in the day. <laughs> well as we were doing that um (laughs) so take me back to when you first started watching sailor moon oh my gosh um well technically i was uh very much a child and i was just i i kind of caught it on just public television Mm because i grew up in dominican republic and we got a lot of anime down there that wasn't yet being distributed in the USA. So it was like, I think it was around 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. There was like a a specific block where we could watch Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, Saint Seiya, and I think Samurai X, Rurouni Kenshin. And that was Mm -hmm. it. That was like the selection. And that was God-tier entertainment at the time (laughs) for anyone. (laughs) Um, And I just remember being shocked and delighted to encounter animation that was specifically catering to me because I really felt like Sailor Moon spoke to me. Like, everything else was either comedy or fights against, you know, good versus evil, which is still obviously a theme in Sailor Moon, but but it had hot dudes, okay? (laughs) It had hot dudes and pretty dresses and cute makeup, and I was down. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. That was it for me. I was like, yep, what 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 is animation if not Sailor Moon? Right. And action. Mm-hmm. Like all of that packed into one. Yeah, mature themes. Say what? Yeah. Did Assuming have... I understand. Oh my god. <laughs> right. <laughs> very, very shocking for me, and and amazing. Like I, I just, I just feel that was one of the best experiences of my life to just watch plot develop in an like episode to episode with actual cliffhangers. Like what was that? I was not used to that format. It felt like a telenovela to me, which was the stuff that grown-ups watched at, like, 9 p.m., and people were making out in it all the time, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is the same, but animated. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It felt very mature. That's come up before, too, on the podcast um, with another guest where, like, Sailor Moon was the first time a lot of us saw, like, a serialized animated series. Was like something happened, like like every episode, like had like the story connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so e- like, even when mm-hmm. it was like a monster of the week kind of thing at first, mm-hmm. there was still that that thread that connected 
everything because there was an actual plot, like an actual storyline, like an actual background. Like these characters had a past life. These right. were reincarnated aliens. Like that was too complex <laughs> for yeah. me. I was what, like, I came off of watching like what was on TV at the time for me. Like I guess uh, Roadrunner, Bugs Bunny. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. You see, I blank out because I don't even remember anything prior to Sailor Moon that is worth mentioning. Animaniacs, Batman Forever. Okay, that was that was actually good. Batman was great. Batman was pretty damn good. Yeah. I think those are the only things. Yeah. I remember like Justice League or not Justice League. Yeah. I remember like Super Friends. Super Friends. That's interesting. Yeah. Animaniacs yeah. for sure. Recess. But yeah. Yes. Oh my god, Recess. Oh my god, now that makes me think of Dexter. Oh, Dexter was good too. Yeah, Did you watch Dexter Pepper Ann? I don't, I don't think so, no. Okay, Pepper Ann was good too. So what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what year was this? I'm guessing this was like early 90s, because you said before it was in the US. Yeah. But it would have to be after Sailor Moon actually came out. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. that's the thing. In, in a way... We still have cable TV in the DR. Like, it still is a popular way to watch TV, even though we also obviously go on YouTube and we stream. Mm -hmm. Um, But the market there is very different. Like, it's just, there's still that habit of having, like, TV blocks dedicated to specific audiences. So you could have cap, you could have caught Sailor Moon for the first time in the early 90s, in the late 90s, as well as the early 2000s and the late 2000s, because they just keep repeating it and looping it forever like these animes never go out of rotation there for some reason <laughs> probably because they keep being popular and you know yeah. parents keep needing something to put their kids to do and watch on a saturday morning right. so i just i i caught it like around i think late 90s or so mm-hmm. like i was in i was basically yeah around late 90s i would think and that was that was also around the same time that they were starting to show the dub on, I think, Toonami. Mm-hmm. And I was watching both simultaneously. But I, I, for me, like, I watched it in Spanish first, and then I saw it in English, and then I combined it for a full viewing experience. Oh, wow. And then mm-hmm. I watched it in Japanese with subtitles because some episodes that were brought to the DR, they were translated and some were not. Mm-hmm. Some were just the, the straight-up, like, sub so it was like I saw Sailor Moon in three different languages and three different cultural experiences <laughs> with three different levels of censorship. <laughs> that was my Sailor Moon experience. That sounds amazing. How did did you have a preference for which one or Well, okay, so here's the thing. For me, I have a preference for the least censored version of Sailor Moon simply because of the lack of censorship. Like Right. It just allowed me to gain more insight into character backgrounds and characterizations and just stuff that was going on in the scene that was obviously more important when you added the context of what was going on, which might have been at the time considered worthy of censorship, mostly, mostly queer representation. Mm-hmm. But I also have this attachment to the original voice cast of Sailor Moon dub. Like, I genuinely thought... Serena was super charming and and her voice really captured emotion in a way that gripped me at the time and the comedy was top notch like that was amazing like I feel I feel the dub was all in all a success and I wouldn't even say that it's a good dub I just think it's an iconic dub like it just hit it just hit different Mm -hmm. so 
for me, it's like I equate the original, the, like the 90s Sailor Moon, I really equate it with the voice cast and the voice dub of that version of the English dub. Um, but I did like or enjoy the story more when it was presented in Spanish or Japanese because it was like all the songs were kept the same. Um, I got to really experience the soundtrack as it was meant to be experienced, the emotional punch of certain things. And, uh, you know, we got we got Mamoru <laughs> to be a bisexual king, and we stand. Yes. So that was amazing. And Sailor Moon had some moments of queer exploration as well. And we've got, you know, our iconic Uranus and Neptune being uh, not cousins. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not so very close that, cousins. That was, all of that to me was way more important to have experienced growing up. Mm-hmm. And understand because it was it allowed me to really kind of open my mind to a different way of perceiving the world and not, especially coming from my background. Like I grew up in a Catholic household in a Catholic school, so it was already kind of like not the norm to be consuming any content and enjoying any content that might have some sort of queer representation at all, and having that be a good thing. So. Yeah, that that was, I think, a key element that I wish the dub had been brave enough to kind of tackle in the way that, you know, modern titles like Steven Universe have been able to do it. Right, yeah. It's a great thing to see how, like, how impactful Sailor Moon has been. It was, like, shows like Steven Universe or Craig of the Creek. Mm-hmm. It's been really awesome. Yeah. Um, did you have any episodes of Sailor Moon that stuck out to you? I mean... Or moments, I should say. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they stuck out because, because for good reasons, though. <laughs> like, okay, so one of the things that I found um, interesting about Sailor Moon is how they present Chibiusa mm-hmm. and how she is, you know, the embodiment of the um, Electra complex mm. in a character. Like, the fact that she is genuinely totally in love with her father and, and right. tries to outright seduce him when she gets into her dark lady form. Um, that left an impact in me. Like, I didn't know how to translate that information in my head. Like, wait, but that's her dad. But, like, okay. But, like, you know, years later I would be like, oh, you know, anime. Right. <laughs> it's so funny how many things can be explained that way now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, why, wh- why this? Oh, anime. Right. Because anime. But, yeah. but little sisters, yeah, you know, anime. It's just what it is. Yeah, but the Gynex effect and boobs that move like the Matrix, mm, anime. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know, I'm not saying I agree with all of it, I'm just saying it's anime. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I want to like suggest shows to people who don't watch, and then I'm like, okay, how much do I have to like... I have to, like, take off my anime lens sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, wait, is this normal or is this anime normal? <laughs> Are any of us normal after right. anime? <laughs> the answer is no. Always no. <laughs> right. Definitely 100%. And that's what we want. That's why we're trying to get people to watch it so that we can, you know, all be in the new normal. The right. anime normal. Yeah. We stop having to explain ourselves and especially what the heck is a tentacle monster like. Right. That's the world <laughs> I want. like why is that suddenly in sword art online and why do people get it and yet if you're new to anime you're like wait wait (laughs) what yeah but the rest of us are like oh inside joke haha right (laughs) yeah i'm trying to figure out i'm specifically trying to find an anime right now that i can share with my parents for the first time Mm, yeah (laughs) 
um i don't know what your parents are into but i i ended up watching megalobox with my dad and he really enjoyed it because it's like a classic Mm. like boxing anime like it has that rocky vibe you know so that was really good i might try that yeah actually yeah i was thinking also the promised neverland oh that would be good that's cute yeah and it's yeah. it's got a murder mystery thing going on and it's yeah. not overly fan servicey mm-hmm. which is my big concern because already like first of all in all the time i've been alive and a fan of anime and <laughs> i'm a super fan like i actually helped organize a convention of <laughs> an anime convention in my country so oh, wow. like really really big and in public involvement with anime my parents never watched anime not once with me not even a, a, a miyazaki film um well, my mother maybe maybe now tolerates the idea of pikachu <laughs> you know like yeah. because the because it's so cute and they sell dolls and i guess because he was played at some point by ryan reynolds now so that makes it okay right there was a movie yeah and she's like oh okay it's cute okay so this is not the devil oh uh, yeah okay <laughs> right but now is the first time that they're open to even trying it and they've got their bias and they really think anime is essentially a gateway to satan worshiping and mm-hmm. um overly sexual which <laughs> well kind of and um my mom just says oh yeah the big titties <laughs> that thing with the titties i saw the titties yeah i saw the titties i see that the, the your hosts are talking about titties that i see it's for adults and i'm like oh my god <laughs> Okay, I mean fair, but also no. Right. So it's <laughs> like don't now, understand. Yeah. Yeah, like now even looking for a title for them to watch, I have to think. Okay, wait. Are there anime titties here? <laughs> right. And does this at any point do something that feels like you know here's a demon, which in Japanese culture is a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Like to have yokai for example present like i wanted to watch kamisama kiss at one point with my parents and then i thought wait no this is all about the underworld and demons and the under nope can't show that one okay and i thought about sailor moon you know like let me show them sailor moon i guess i would have to watch the dub with them yeah i can't show them the uncensored japanese version or spanish version definitely not although even then i wonder how they would feel about like the transformation sequences I mean, they're naked in my version. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, even, even the, you see, the U.S. version has it with... Um, they're probably silhouette, silhouettes. Yeah, the silhouettes. But mm-hmm. the, uh, there, there, there are, there is footage of the original animation with just naked bodies. Mm. Oh, right. I remember you mentioning that, actually, in the Latin American video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that that's a no for me, fam, for my parents. Yeah, that's not going to work. Nope, it's not going to fly. <laughs> you said you put on a convention, though, and how did, how did that go? Oh, well, that was insane. Yeah. Uh, real, <laughs> real insane. Um, Sounds amazing. It, yeah, no, I, I feel really good that we did it. Um, it was the first convention in the Dominican Republic to celebrate anime and anime culture. Mm-hmm. at the time and to be honest it wasn't even supposed to be a convention it was really originally going to be like a miyazaki film festival and oh. i remember that we just partnered with a university there and spoke with the japanese embassy to like okay let's do just a miyazaki retrospective or something and that kind of ballooned when we started sending out just tweets invitations and stuff like you know talking about it on the internet as one does 
Right. And we had no idea how big the anime community in VR was at the time. We just knew that we wanted to, like, try to gather them in one place. So it was – initially it was supposed to be a free event, too, because we didn't know – you know, we thought maybe 200, 300 people might show up. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden we had 2,000 to 4,000 people showing up at a university, which didn't have that huge of a space. So it was overwhelming to see all of a sudden, like, in full cosplay – 2,000 to 4,000 weaves just filing in, <laughs> like, in a country that is really not used to seeing that. Like, that, that just didn't happen until that time. Like, there weren't these huge public gatherings there yet, because now there are, like, three conventions. But at the time, th- that was it. That was the only one that was ever done. And we had, like, we had to install a vendor's alley. We had to do, like, uh, bring in exhibitors. We had to bring in bands. We got shut down on the third day, actually. Oh, wow. Oh, so this was a, what, a three-day event? Four-day event? It was supposed to be, like, a five-day event. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, we had no idea what it was going to be like, and, yeah. you know, it was just kind of like a test. Like, we were just, hey, let's invite every anime fan in the DR and see who shows up. We had buses coming in from, like, the north and the east of the island, like, just coming in for that convention, which was Konanime. And that's when we realized, like, oh, my God, so yeah, here we are, like, this is a huge part of our community, and nobody had ever kind of done anything about it or something just for us, and I, f- I feel great to have been a part of that, even though I got a fever <laughs> day oh. two out of the stress of running it. Yeah, I mean, I can only imagine, like, having to call in exhibitors and vendors, like, day uh, of. Yeah, day <laughs> of, like, oh my god, there's no food. Like, we need to get food all over, like, yeah. we got 24 hours, guys, to figure out the food thing. And, and like get pizza here or something and like sushi duh. and and just everything just organizing everything on the fly so obviously we all got sick everybody who was involved mm. in the committee got sick yeah um but the real challenge was convincing the university to keep us open as long as we did mm. because the bands that came in for example like when you think about even even with sailor moon soundtracks like and i love the music in sailor moon that's like one of the highlights for me like i remember i even used one of their endings as an audition for like musical theater at one point mm. and the songs are beautiful like you've got ballads you've got some rock ballads you've got some pop bops and stuff but yeah. in general anime tends to have a lot of j-rock influence at least like you know you if you hear even demon slayers opening lisa's Wurenge, like yeah. it's got that rock or heavy metal vibe and this was a very conservative university, and they thought that anything rock or heavy metal was also devil-worshipping. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that could be an issue. And that didn't help that at the time, you know, the, the everybody was kind of into Visual K, and, and Visual K is very much a music style and visual style that borrows from goth and from just this sort of Rococo, French-inspired, gothic aesthetic with punk elements so people were coming in looking like during gray malice miser niyavi like hairs colors piercings tattoos chains all the things like right and the university was not happy (laughs) yeah they were like what is this and then they were playing really loud you know rock music in a different language yeah they thought we were just summoning something i don't know (laughs) 
we, we did our best to, to, you know. Turn into a goth scene. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Which was awesome. Right. Like, that was, that was lit. Like, oh man, I miss it actually. Like, I'm, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I wish I had not been sick the day of, but <laughs> it was amazing yeah. to see that happen. Would you ever do it again? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would participate, maybe, with, like, if there's a team in place and things are structured, but never like that ever again. Mm-hmm. Never like, oh, hey, Internet, we've decided to throw a thing. Show up. It's free. <laughs> We're going to figure it out as we go. Come as you are. Yeah. Come as you are. Bring your own beverage. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, if it was, like, an organized thing, you would do it again, but, like, not just winging it. Yeah, never winging it again, no. Yeah. That, that was a sense. phase. I'm glad it's over. Yeah. How long ago was that? Ooh, that was, I think about, let me see, we're in 2020. Mm-hmm. That was, like, 15 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was thinking, like, five years ago. No. Wow. That was 15 years ago. I was in, like, my first year in college or something. Wow. You really, you did that. <laughs> First year in college, I was not thinking about throwing conventions. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, you were thinking about throwing a Miyazaki film festival. Yeah, that's still. exactly. Thank you. I wasn't thinking <laughs> about convention either. I, was, right. if, I thought maybe, maybe if I ever did anything like that, I would throw like a, like a Harajuku-inspired fashion like mm. day, like mm-hmm. a meetup. You know, a meetup. That's what right. I was thinking. Like, let's all gather and have a picnic if we enjoy this fashion. That kind of thing. Yeah. That's one thing I'm afraid of. Because eventually, you know, once, obviously, everything is over and we're safe to go outside, I want to start doing some, like, small Sailor Moon events. But I'm just afraid that it's just going to, like, <laughs> get, like, swamped with people. But it'd be mean, awesome, too. Because I'm, like, it's Sailor Moon fans. And I love Sailor Moon fans. I mean, look. Um... Recently, I emceed at an event called Sailor Boom, which is... Oh, I is, love them, yeah. Yeah, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. I love Hijinx and DJ Dimple, and mm-hmm. they invited me to emcee for their event at Baby's All Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was kind of the same vibe of, let's just throw an event and see who shows up, and it, 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 was, it, was, it was pretty packed. <laughs> like, yeah, I've seen pictures. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was awesome, and, yeah. and you know, that, like, that's... That's just what it is for this fandom. We will show up. Right. It's so funny because I think we do get a lot of stuff now, but I think we were so, like a little bit starved in the North in North America for so long that we're just like, we'll take anything that comes. <laughs> I totally identify with that mood. Yeah, me too. Like yeah. there'll be like stuff at Hot Topic. I'm like, I need to get everything just in case. Are those pajamas? <laughs> Fuck. Right. Is that Done. a cup? Neat. Thank right. You. I saw, exactly. I saw tea set today, and I'm like, you know what? I want it. I need it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Dude, everything. I, even at like a Claire's, I would go to Claire's just looking for anything that was prismatic, mm-hmm. or that might have like a Sailor Moon like vibe. Right. If it was similar, there goes my money. Yeah, my friend one time just like got me some like rose earrings for I think it was my birthday and I was like <gasps> I was like these are Sailor Jupiter's earrings and she was like oh yeah that's why I got them <laughs> like, <laughs> don't you love that that you can yeah. literally take any object and be like <gasps> right oh you know right and be like mm, sure 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's totally why I got this for you. Yeah, yeah I'll take anything with like a moon crescent. I'm like in related to Sailor Moon. <laughs> you like get a stain on your forehead. It's like a looks like an a bowl, and you're like, oh wait, it's a crescent moon. Right. Thank you. Bless. I am a Sailor Scout now. So grateful. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, I didn't ask you. What did you have a favorite Sailor Scout or Senshi? Um, I would I would jump around a lot, but my mm. first favorite was definitely Sailor Jupiter. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I think it was the hair. Mm-hmm. I just really wanted to be her. Like I wanted to be that tall and leggy and cool. And I identified with the fact that she was a tomboy, but she liked, you know, delicate things and to cook. And I was like. <laughs> Nobody understands you. That's me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So silly. She is super admirable. I think she's one of the best scouts. Um, I yeah. yeah, I get it. I love her. But then, but then I fell in love with Sailor Saturn. Then that mm-hmm. became my my main for yeah. sure. Like Mistress Nine. Oh my God! Step on oh. the Apocalypse Queen. I love her. I'm still mad. There is not a. Um, spin-off series with like mistress nine and black lady oh yes like that would be so cool <laughs> i would i would buy the hell out of everything there right everything everything okay you just frustrated me for today i'm gonna go cry now <laughs> thanks this is the world Thank i live so in <laughs> now i just want to throw a dinner party where everybody can dress up in that aesthetic and be like Ooh. hey let's have some moon pies yes that would be amazing there's actually hot topic used to sell a queen barrel dress that i'm so mad i didn't buy and it looks so good i'm like i want this aesthetic oh my god <laughs> so she's bad. so hot yeah she really is. <laughs> like All that dress dresses. is hot man yeah a lot of the dresses a lot of the villain dresses are really hot yeah like queen Helenia is really nice too oh like my god yeah a really cute outfit going on oh my god but how about that like the fact that sailor moon like you watch a show and you're used to a thing like, you know, you're supposed to root for the hero and you are not supposed to root for the villain. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now I think people are more used to the idea of villains being sympathetic or villains having a backstory and stuff. But at the time, when I first watched Sailor Moon, that was not a thing. Right. In animation, like, there was supposed to be a good guy. There's supposed to be a bad guy. The bad guy is one-dimensional and has nothing there of interest and looks ridiculous. And then you got Queen Beryl. Right. And her, you know, her, her commanders, the Negaverse, the whole thing. And mm-hmm. everybody's hot and everybody looks good and everybody's like color coordinated. All of a sudden you're conflicted. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I didn't know who I was rooting for. Right. Darian turns, <laughs> gets brainwashed. I know. I'm like, oh no, m- mommy, daddy, I, I don't see the world in black and white anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I have complex feelings now. Right. Nev Light turned. He becomes sort of good. And you're like, <gasps> It's possible. <laughs> oh, you just hurt me. Oh, that was low. I am still I, mad about that. I know. It was Justice so for him. Oh my god. Yeah. And for like all the sailor scouts, you know what? All the all the guardians of, of Mamoru, mm-hmm. all of them deserved better. I, I feel like the whole series painted this picture of everybody was someone's soulmate. Mm-hmm. And then the only ones that ended up together were just Usagi and Mamoru. True. And the Sailor Scouts and, and the Guardians never, ever even got to reconcile or be friends again. Like, come on, friendship, it's fine, it's cool. You know, Malachite and, and Zoazite can st- stay together. Go for it, gay kings. Like, 
But I just wanted some sort of reconciliation there or some type of closure, and none of them ever got it. And then Naoko did me dirty with that. Like, how dare you? Hmm. I could see that. Yeah, that's true. They, l- some of the outer senshi do get, like, pushed aside a little bit. Mm. For But we have, we have Uranus and Neptune. Yeah, we do. Forever we do. and always. Forever. Yes. Um, yeah. So Sailor Jupiter. I love Sailor Jupiter. You've mentioned a few anime, too. Other anime since we've been on this. Um, <laughs> do you have other favorites? I mean, right now or, like, growing up? Because oh, this yeah, that's is a good long. Point. Oh, um, let's say right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. My the, Okay. So here's the thing. I have favorite anime, but now I also have favorite Donghwa and favorite mm. Aini. So, like, I'm also following Korean animation and Chinese animation. Got it. And mostly, like, they tend to have a very similar style. They're, they're all borrowing from each other in one way or another. You mm-hmm. could even say that Chinese Donghwa or animation is also a precursor of anime in Japan. Like, there are things that just kind of happened at the same time or it's right. hard to really figure out who who started what and who borrowed from who what mm-hmm. so i just take i just treat it all kind of like i guess east asian animation tends to have an anime like aesthetic and right. these are it and right now in terms of anime anime like i am obsessed with demon slayer and mm. i love my hero academia although this last season really hurt me um but i'm mostly looking forward to the final season of attack on titan like i'm mm. full on there um <laughs> that's i'm following the manga and it's frustrating and i just want to see how it's all gonna wrap up yeah. definitely interested in that and Dongwa, i'm watching modao zushi which is essentially a bl boys love mm. and i love it and that's kind of what i've been watching now oh and fruits basket oh yeah so i, I love fruits basket you're watching the the um not, I want to say redub, but it's not a redub. It's a oh, reboot. remake. Remake, yeah. yeah. Reboot, remake, both. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I still haven't watched that, but I did love the original, so I will get to that soon. But yeah. yeah, it's good. It's it's. I I think it's actually better than the original. Oh wow. Which I didn't expect. I I feel like I'm always afraid of a remake, especially mm-hmm. with the Sailor Moon Crystal remake. I didn't really kind of click with it as much as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my best friends love it. Like, they loved it. And I know that it's more true to the source material than the original animation. Um, it just didn't click with me as much. So I keep looking at remakes, like, side-eye, like, "Mm, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you've been burned a lot, so it makes sense. Yeah. But -hmm. Fruits Basket actually elevated the source material and expanded on pieces that were not really fleshed out in the manga or the anime. And, like, it's gotten farther. You know, the original Fruits Basket ended, you know, season one, I think. It just ended there, and it kind of left it open-ended. And it never introduced some of the major characters that are essential to the conflict of the story, like the rooster, the horse, stuff like that. And the new version, the remake, is already there in season two, just kind of really putting all the characters front and center and um, I'm, I'm digging it. It's good. Yeah, it's okay. good. It's good stuff. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, definitely um, do. I also wanted to know, so like, the complete Sailor Moon timeline is one of like the most popular 
videos you've done, I think, I want to say, I might be wrong, is 37 minutes, which is like... Which took seven hours to film, no, I'm kidding. No, that's what I was going to ask, like, how long did it take for that to come together? Like, including, like, research, I'm assuming, was, like, intense. Uh, That took about a month, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe more, because it was, like, it was research on several ends, um, more than one writer. Mm. Because it was a lot of material to put together, and, right. and there's all of the localization to consider. Like the timeline translates differently if you focus on what was presented in the West versus versus what was presented in the East. So it's like making sure to also include the stuff that was brought up in the remake, like in Sailor Moon Crystal, right. and what's in the manga. And the 90s anime, like that, that was quite quite a, a mammoth project to undertake. Mm-hmm. And filming it the day of, it was the longest timeline I've done. And I did the One Piece timeline, but it wow, was, yeah, that's like, a lot, right? I like, but the One Piece timeline, to be fair, was only part one. Okay, but still, like, it was. It's it a little more linear. Hmm? I feel like the One Piece is a little bit more linear in its story. It is. A it's just bit. easier to follow. There, mm-hmm. there's less jumping around dimensions you know mm-hmm. and there's a there's actually plenty of that too but in sailor moon specifically like just going through the whole thing and and being able to make it cohesive that took us a day to film like a full day wow just to make sure that we weren't accidentally skipping parts or um and even then you know like it's not a perfect video like we always look back on on the videos we publish and we're like oh man i wish i would have changed this or that or added this mm-hmm. part or this piece for context but you can't really cover every single thing so we try to do our best and here it is yeah i mean that's all you can do and now we did it with jojo stamps <laughs> because why not yeah why not people enjoy it I think. it was fun <laughs> yeah um how did getting the robot start actually getting the robot as a like the channel it had been something that people were talking about at Frederator for a while like it took a while and i really i i consider the the og brainchild this to be the og brainchild of like the our producer adrian who's always behind the camera hmm. and it was between him and uh jesse who was also a producer and kurt was a um was also kind of working at Federator at the time, one of the hosts. And I just remember that even while I was working at the leaderboard, which is their gaming channel, I just kept hearing conversation about the anime channel. And I just, I would pop my head in all the time, like, hey, I heard anime. Right. What's up? <laughs> just so you know. Right. I have a collection. <laughs> I've been watching this shit. I know things. I know things. Right. I think about these things. I watch these things. Right. <laughs> I could talk about these things. <laughs> yes, and then like I know I remember that there was this entire pitching stage where we were putting together pilot. Well, they were putting together like pilot episodes, trailers, teaser stuff to like see if we could maybe get the channel to run. Like, would it be launched, etc. And I wasn't even supposed to be in the channel trailer that came out when we first launched. Kurt was recording that day, and he was doing the the trailer, and I just happened to be doing the voice over for like a leaderboard video at the time. Mm. And I popped into the studio like, hey, what's up? 
<laughs> and they're like, okay, you know what? Just come in here. And they threw, like, a body pillow at me. Well, it was actually, like, a, a, a balloon with, like, uh, I, I think it was Ray from Free Iwatobi High School mm. Swim Club. And they're like, you know what? Just do you here. Be the thirsty <laughs> fangirl that you are. And I'm like, thank you. Okay. Right. I can play that role. I can totally do that, sir. Right. And that's kind of how I got started. And then, you know, everybody else came in. Yudoi, Dory. Now we've got Wai Chang. Uh, Mr. Glow. Mm. His skin is amazing. He needs to drop his skincare routine. Yes, please. Oh my god. Seriously. He's gonna have to just do a website just for that. Like, okay, the Y Chan Glow. How do I achieve this? Can we I do a Y Chan challenge? Subscribe to that. Seriously, same. Oh. Hard same. Yeah. So, oh. yeah, that's that's kind of how the channel got started. And that's how we've been rolling ever since. So if each host of getting the robot was a sailor scout who would they be <laughs> hmm okay so kurt is definitely sailor moon mm, because okay. he ge- he keeps getting kidnapped by adrian into these isekai and harem worlds <laughs> and that just sounds like the kind of stuff that happens to usagi all the time you know so is, kurt's definitely yeah. usagi i feel like that could also be tuxedo mask because he's also getting like pulled into things he does places he doesn't want to be. You see, I would say maybe, mm-hmm. but Tuxedo Mask deliberately shows up late to everything. Mm. So, oh crap, that might be me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I yeah. and I, I did say Scout, but I I'll, I'll include him ish. Well, goddamn it! Now character. I just outed myself. I, I'm yeah. always late. Um, it's okay. I am too usually. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. You know what? Yeah. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I think Dory would be Chibi Usa just because she's so small. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> she's the tiniest, okay? That's what she's got to be. Um, but no, just based on her chaotic energy and cuteness, mm. I think she could... No, that's still Chibi Usa. Okay. Yeah, she's Chibi Usa, for sure, 100%. I think Yodoye would be Sailor Jupiter because he's the tallest, and we're always talking about it, and he's always having to lift us up. Like, if we go anywhere, Yodoya will carry Dory, and it looks ridiculous and amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It is, like, an actual Gundam. I don't know how to explain it. That sounds great. But he can do that, so power. Mm. Um, So he would be Sailor Jupiter. Um, Wai Chang would be Sailor Venus. Mm. Okay? He is the idol of the group. He has the glowing skin. He He is the one with the... Also, a career in music and two identities uh, in, in between his music persona and his host persona. So, Sailor V for the win, codename V. And um, I apparently... Adrian would be Sailor Mercury. Okay. I know he's always behind the camera, but that's the point. He's, he's always in charge of the tech. Right. <laughs> the technical aspects of the channel, he's there. <laughs> Um, there are a couple of people on the team that are not on camera, but they're equally important. Like, mm-hmm. we've got our head writer, Casey. We've got Chantel, who's also there. You might, every now and then, like in some videos, we do talk to each other in the room. Um, but yeah, like, they're there, so I consider them Sailor Pluto. And, mm-hmm. like, I guess Sailor Saturn would be in there. Okay. I am clearly a tuxedo mask, apparently. I, I don't know what to say <laughs> about that. It's just the idea that he arrives late and then just leaves stylishly. That 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 <laughs> that describes me not that badly. <laughs> I feel bad now. You know what? I would rock a tuxedo. You know, you should. 
top hat tuxedo get some like eyeglasses like cover your eyes a mask yes yeah show up to places and then just like be like all right goodbye now i've done everything you need (laughs) that sounds like me (laughs) i just arrived in the studio i'm like okay i did what i gotta do bye right like hey christelle you want to work on nope done for today (laughs) right but you didn't do anything (laughs) (laughs) oh you sounded like adrian all of a sudden oh (laughs) i was like oh yeah christelle come back here (laughs) you're welcome right (laughs) see you tomorrow (laughs) darn it yeah i thought i would be mars but nope i am not i feel like you know people have like a rising sign and a um I don't know all of them. I'm really bad at that. But I feel like there's, like, everyone should have a, like, the Sailor Scout you are and the Sailor Scout you aspire to be. Like, I am definitely an Usagi, but I aspire to be, like, a Neptune. Because <laughs> mm. she just kind of has oh, her life together. And she gosh. has, like, she dresses really well. But, like, I know I'm an Usagi. <laughs> so. Mm. I mean, yeah. look, at least Usagi always gets the best food. That is true. I never see Neptune eat. You know? That's a very fair point. I do like eating. Eating is important. It's very important. And I like good food, too. Yeah. Because, you know, playing the violin is cool and all, but yeah. food. That's a, that's a very strong argument, I have to be honest. I do my best. See, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're <right. laughs> Here, have a rose. <laughs> right. Oh, thank you're you. <laughs> I feel reassured, yet confused. <laughs> I've done my job. Right. You see, I am tuxedo mask. You are tuxedo mask. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you a green blazer. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, what do you know? Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Figuring this out. Very proud. <laughs> yeah. Proudest moment. Um. Uh, you are also a singer. I saw. I saw clips. I saw YouTube's. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, when did you start singing? Mm, um, hmm. I started singing, I think, when I was, like, nine, mm-hmm. probably. I, I remember, I don't remember when I started exactly. Like, I can say that I've just been kind of performing all my life, because I was originally, like, a child commercial actor. Okay. Like, literally the person who would film, you know, lollipop ads and stuff. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, it was fun. I just, to me, that was all kind of like playing. So I just mm-hmm. remember that was a part of my lifestyle. Like, I would go to school, and then in the afternoon, I would go to an agency, and we would shoot something with bubblegum or free candy or a dancing in a park or whatever. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I was kind of going to the kind of, the, I guess, the school choir, church choir, and then eventually that just escalated into music lessons like I took piano lessons and vocal lessons and later on I would figure out that my parents just wanted to get me out of the house oh <laughs> which makes sense um <laughs> if you know me you know tuxedo mask and all right um, so yeah I just I just kind of was involved in music for since my childhood and nobody in my family is a singer by the way like nobody's a musician it's just me so I'm I, I really am convinced they were just trying to get rid of me mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd buy it. Totally. Maybe. 100%. Might might have been influenced by the fact that I would wake up at 5 a.m. and sing. 
if I oh yeah. that that doesn't help your case. It doesn't. Mm. No, I I would watch Disney films and I would memorize every song and I would make sure everybody heard me. <laughs> so there's that. So I guess right. that might have played a part in why I couldn't. Or maybe they're like, yeah, she's really good. Maybe we should monetize this. Yeah, no, 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 no. I wasn't good. Oh, okay. Never I assure mind. you, I am the result of training. Mm, like, hard work and dedication. Yeah, just just focused and dedicated training from a very young age in order to make sure that I could now sing. <laughs> but uh, I think every I think everybody's born kind of with a voice that can sing, and I think it's just a matter of training. It, like, I know there is natural talent, obviously. Like, I know some people are born with, like, pipes or <laughs> the ability to do Mariah Carey-style runs, which, fuck them. <laughs> I mean, that's unfair. Um, a little bit, good, yeah. good for them. Um, right. But I wasn't. <laughs> I was definitely just someone who had to work really, really hard. And I have these recordings from when I sang in, like, school plays and stuff like that, and I listen to them now, and I just want to burn them. <laughs> I'm like, no, child, why? Can't why would people ever think you would do right. that? That's yeah. Funny. But yeah, uh, I've been I've been singing since then and, and thankfully I managed to fall in love with it and keep it up and just consistently train for a very long time so that eventually I just started kinda of working in musical theater mm-hmm. and then I got signed to an indie record label in the DR and that's kind of how I got started in pop music as well. Awesome. Yeah. Um would you or have you sang any Sailor Moon OST? Uh, <clears throat> so <laughs> or performed any I should say. I have performed them, yes. Mm-hmm. And there must there is an embarrassing clip of me singing oh, no. and playing the piano to Moonlight Destiny in a Dominican TV show, which I will bury if I find it. <laughs> it is somewhere on YouTube. I will find it, and I will bury it. I'm going to find it before you do so I can watch it. <laughs> Why you do this to your tuxedo mask? I'm sorry. It's my curious nature. You see, I don't this, know. This is, why, this is why I leave with Fiore in this movie. <laughs> this is why. This is why. I get it. I, I get it. He wouldn't do that to you. No, of course not. He just he builds planets out of flowers for you. Thank you, a garden, <laughs> right. on a meteor. Who, yeah. who else? Like what? The, yeah, you know what? Let's let's bring that up. Actually, what is Usagi offering, Mamoru? I mean, she gave him that know. rose that one time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that apparently was very impactful for him. It reminded him of Fiore. <laughs> okay. That's true too. That was literally an echo of Fiore. Fiore was, you yeah. know what? That's uh, but you know what? That 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 does say something of the mm. early bird because Fiore left to mm. look for a flower and he just didn't find it on time. Yeah, Usagi he was got too late. First. Boom, boom. Also, like Usagi isn't trying to like destroy whole planets. I mean, in the name of love, I get it, but yeah, I no, mean, put a little damper on things when you're sometimes. slightly evil. A little bit obsessive. A little obsessive. A little. Yeah. Just a tad. Nothing mm. a therapist can't help him work out with the right weekly schedule. Maybe bi-weekly. I mean, mm. no, not bi-weekly. Twice a week. Twice. Bi-weekly fits. Okay. Yeah. I was afraid that would mean every two weeks. Yeah. But no, bi-weekly. Yeah. Twice a week. Yeah. Just, I'm just going for the bi here. 
Got it. Mm. Got it. Puns. I love puns. I'm terrible at puns. I'm, I'm the dad joke of puns. I love a good pun. <laughs> they are so good. Puns are amazing. But they're so bad, too. They are really bad. But it makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you started singing a little while ago. Or a while ago. Like, mm. all my life, yeah. unfortunately. Training. <laughs> You saying things that you don't want people to see. A hundred percent. I really hate the fact that I started so early. I wish mm. I could delete half the stuff that's out there somewhere rolling around that at some point someone's going to throw in my face. I know it. Yeah. It's it's the way of the internet, unfortunately. Uh, but who are some of your biggest inspirations? Mm, um, hmm. Wow. I think of the ones I have now, and they're mostly K-pop. But back then... Yeah, that's fair. Uh, my biggest inspirations were... I would say Michael Jackson. Mm. Honestly. Makes sense. Like, my great singers, first... Great performance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was mostly the performance part. Like, not even the singing part. Just the performing, the commanding a stage the way he did. Mm -hmm. That just really left an impact in me. And I remember that was my big driver when I was going to any type of performance classes or just dance classes or anything like that. Like, I was more in it for the stage craft than I was in it for the vocal craft at first. Mm -hmm. And I just really, really love stage craft mm -hmm. and everything that goes into making a show, like the lights, the effects, the, the dancers, the movement, the positions on stage, the blocking, the elements, the costumes, or... Like, everything. Like, I, I was really much, very much like a theater kid and mm. a performance kid growing up. Which is probably why I also love Sailor Moon, because it's technically <laughs> everybody's always transforming into costumes and, like, awesome yeah. freaking theatrical outfits yes. that are amazing. And okay. all the light is just naturally coming in the scene with music. Musical performance dreams. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> this nerd was definitely yeah. overwhelmed. <laughs> Um, but yeah, those the, like he was the first the first experience I had of just watching someone on stage um, and and being blown away. And then it was very much the divas of the early two thousands, like Christina Aguilera, mm -hmm. um, definitely that whole Britney, Christina, like what Jessica Simpson, yeah, <laughs> Mandy Moore, right era. Um, and I was I loved you know classic divas like Whitney Houston and. Mariah Carey and Barbara Streisand. Like mm -hmm. at one point, I was all about Streisand. Oh yeah, and I love her, her range and uh. <laughs> I was obsessed with The Mirror Has Two Faces. Oh, such a good movie. Yes, a goddess. She's so good. Mm. But yeah, those were. I was definitely like big voices. I guess big big voices were were what yeah. got me. And then it went downhill, and then I found anime. <laughs> and then I got obsessed with J-Rock, and then my biggest idols became Larkin Ciel and Gact and Miyavi, mm -hmm. and, like, a lot of just visual K, metalcore. Yes. <laughs> All the great stuff. Had a Nightwish era. Mm. You said you're into K-pop, too. Yeah, yeah. So n now I stand G-Dragon and BTS. Nice. and Yeah. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Do you watch K-dramas, too? Uh, a hundred percent. K dramas, Chinese dramas, Thai dramas. Yeah. Name the drama. Everything. Girl, I grew up in telenovela culture. True. That's my shit. <laughs> True. Yes. You what? Wait, what's your favorite K drama? 
I only know. I've watched some J dramas and some Chinese dramas and I think I've seen one Thai drama. So I'm not too familiar, so I'm just going to ask you about K drama. Sure, no problem. Uh my favorite K drama is uh Goblin. Oh, I love Goblin. It's perfect. I just I have nothing bad to say about that one. It's so amazing. It it's makes great. my heart happy and sad at the same time. Both. That that soundtrack <laughs> That's mm-hmm. half the reason I love it so much. It's so epic. Like, I just love it so much. It's such a great drama. And I love Boys Over Flowers. It was the first <sighs> K-drama I ever saw. Same. So I see it now, and I kind of don't love it as much. It's a little cringy. Yeah, it didn't quite um <clears throat> age well. Yeah. But it was the first one I ever saw, so it has a special place in my heart. I will say, though, K-dramas, you talk about musical cues, like, they are on it. Mm. Like, they know when to drop that song and just, like, get you. Yes. Mm-hmm. I always end up obsessed for at least six months with whatever soundtrack of a K-drama I just watched. Like, I had yeah. coffee prints stuck in my head <sighs> full on for months, and it just yeah. wouldn't let go. Yeah. And there was also My Love from Another Star. Oh, I love that. I listened to that, um bruno mars song so much after that ah. and i was just like oh yes give me right <laughs> make me cry <laughs> <laughs> just happy and sad at the same time everything oh look that's a k-drama happy and yeah. sad at the same time basically yes just all the feels every oh my single God. time have you ever seen drama world on Netflix. Yes, I love that show so much because oh I'm like, I want to. This is me. <laughs> so good, yeah. so freaking good. I was just, just so all true. the tropes and <laughs> every single thing. Even the what was it that when they get drunk and they always get carried? Yeah, and like she had to carry him. I think every time or something. Oh my god, yes. Or yeah. the, like if a girl is falling or faint, there's always gonna be the male character to catch her. Right. Like a hero. Yeah. I think you're the only other person I know who watches this. I tried to get my other friend to watch it, and she didn't enjoy it as much as I did, even though she loves K-dramas, too. And I'm like, how could you not? This is, like, everything. <laughs> yeah, I was really sad it didn't get a second season. Aww. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Cause I still think they waiting, kinda... still hoping. Yeah, they had that little cliffhanger with the guy, because he was kind of falling for her. Yeah, I really wanted to see that. Like, was it going to be now him in the real world, having to run right. away from... I don't even know. Yeah. That, that was great. great. Yeah, I love that show, though. I felt so called out. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> By that show, seriously. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff, people. Watch Drama World. <laughs> yeah, I think it's still on Netflix, most likely. So. And it's so easy to watch. Like, it's so short. I saw the whole thing in a day. Yeah, me too. I think it's, like, it's not that many episodes, and all the episodes are short. Because I think it was originally pitched. I might actually be getting this completely wrong, but I think it was supposed to be a web series on YouTube maybe yeah i'm not sure though but it's just like yeah i like i do the same thing i kind of get obsessed with something for like a month afterwards and i just like find every bit of information on there about Mm -hmm. it on it but then i also have bad memory so (laughs) i I feel like i have all the information and then i blank the moment someone asks me basically (laughs) i'm just like oh i was an expert on this yesterday but today can't tell you anything about it like huh that's weird i i I work at an anime channel she's asking me about anime what's my favorite anime uh (laughs) for silence yeah yeah 
Yeah, yeah, really, really. I get it. Drama yeah. World's great. I loved it. I, mm. I thought it was really on the money with its, yeah. its portrayal of being a K-pop main, a K-drama uh, main. Yes. Yes. And the main actor's good. She's also in um that show with Drew Barrymore that I can't remember now, of course. Uh, oh, uh, wait. The one with the blood? With the vamp? Yeah. No. With the corpses? Santa Clarita Diet. Yes! Yes. Yes. That one. She's also in that. And I was just like, oh, it's the girl from Drama World. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I just looked it up. It is 10 episodes, and each episode's like 15 to 20 minutes. Sometimes even less than that. So it's super easy. Yeah. But, round it up. Do you have any advice for any aspiring YouTubers or anyone who wants to get into performing and singing? Yeah, I mean, the advice is a little different for both, in a way. <laughs> yeah. Because if you want to get into performing and singing, I suggest you just start singing, like, immediately. Like, just sing everywhere. Sing at a birthday, sing at a wedding, sing um, at a, I don't know... If it's someone's one-week anniversary of having watched a series, sing for that. Like, singing is something that only gets better if you just do it constantly and practice and eventually, you know, get all the pieces in place to, like, make sure you can sustain it because it's your voice. Like, the voice is an instrument inside your body, mm -hmm. and you can... You know, if, if you if you break a guitar, you can buy another guitar, but you can't buy another voice. So you definitely should get yourself a vocal coach. You definitely should learn about vocal theory, try to figure out ways to take care of your body and your voice. Like, if that's something that you're genuinely interested in, definitely just go for, like, craft and basics there. Because it's going to be necessary no matter what. And then, and then things will evolve from there. Like, one of the most amazing things about singing in general is that people hear you singing, something's going to happen. Because everybody's always kind of looking for ways to connect or to feel something. And, and singing is really about just exaggerating a feeling in a way. Like, that's what a song is. It's like taking a feeling and making it an entire moment. And being a good singer or deciding to sing is owning that and saying, okay, I'm about to just hit everyone with feels right now. That's going to be my career now. <laughs> so get in contact with that shit. And, <laughs> and yeah, practice makes perfect. And you got to train. But for YouTube, you don't need to train. <laughs> <laughs> and you might not even need to know how to operate a camera. <laughs> that is true. YouTube is very much a place where you can just throw content at a wall and see what sticks and go with the path of least resistance just play like it's a playground like i wouldn't say don't take it too seriously don't try to overthink it and and figure out an entire strategy because there's there's an element to youtube where once you hit on something that works if you hate it you're gonna be stuck with that so it really needs, in my opinion, to come from a place of play, like a mm -hmm. fun. Like it really is just something something you deeply enjoy. And if you start with just your phone camera and you put that on a desk and you grab yourself a lamp, you don't need lighting, just a lamp, and you start talking or you start doing stuff or you go out and you start filming things, you know, anything that's happening that's interesting that you want to capture and you would want to share with your friends, like start there. And the rest, you're going to figure it out as you figure out what you like. You know, you can always mm -hmm. watch channels that you enjoy and try to emulate them. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to work with what you got and you just got to get started. So that would be my advice. Even with me, like I've, I, before I worked or did anything in YouTube, 
at this point, I've been on the platform for like 13 years and just it's just nobody knows it. <laughs> like I had I, I did several things. I experimented a lot. I did a bunch of embarrassing things. I have videos that I've hidden from view videos I've deleted because right. they're embarrassing now. <laughs> but you got to start, you know, that's how you learn. And now it's like I have the privilege of working with like a team. And, and that's great, but I didn't get there overnight. That didn't just happen. So that would be my advice. Like, just get started and, and try things and have fun and play with the platform and upload stuff. And, you know, if you don't like it, delete it. You, you want to try just five minutes of you eating ramen, like, go for it. Like, this is a place where, you know, mukbangs became a thing. Right. So <laughs> that would be my advice. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because I feel like... There's so many things I would never guess would be popular, but they are popular. Like you said, mm-hmm. mukbangs. Like, just watch people eat. And it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, this is oddly satisfying. Like, there you <laughs> go. You want to you wanna literally just eat and talk about something you love? There's, there's, a, a, <laughs> there's, a, there's an entire audience for that. Right. Go for it. That is a genre of sorts. <laughs> yeah, like, I have my, my roommate. She has this habit of, she's an illustrator. Mm-hmm. And she has this habit of just turning on YouTube and putting on any video where someone's talking or eating, mm-hmm. but mostly just eating while talking. And she just draws and does whatever she's doing while she's listening to it. She's not even looking at the screen. She's just enjoying company. Right. It happens to be a YouTuber talking about some random thing. That makes sense. And she loves that and she subscribes to that and that's her routine. So when it comes to, you know, what people want to watch or what people want to do, it's you can, you can even start with you. Like, what would you like to be doing right now? Do you want to be hanging out with your friends right now? Then, you know, you could make a channel all about it being a hangout. Mm-hmm. Like, what's it like to hang out with this crew or hang out with me or hang out with me and my best friend and, and talk about, like, even this podcast. Like, just the fact that we're here hanging out and talking about Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're here. Hi. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> we're here and we've and there's people who enjoy anything to do with this and Mm -hmm. and we are part of this so i i think it's exciting to see it as a limitless thing right that makes a lot of sense thank you for that in time tuxedo mask you see you're welcome (laughs) um and i'm out yeah it's been fun i'll I'll leave the rest to you yeah (laughs) (laughs) do you have any other projects you're working on um, and what yeah. are some other projects you're working on, I should say? I'm right now working on an EP, actually. Ooh. Yeah, like, I, it's been slow, but I've been getting back into music again, because last year I released Anime Girl, and mm. I, I really only did that for fun. Like, I did that. Like, that was, like, my equivalent of a shit post. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just shit posting right now. I just want to make a song that is exclusively about anime culture as I see it for me and for mm-hmm. my friends and just to have fun and be wild. And it's, it's got a combination of like rock moments and EDM and pop and like hyper pop. And it's, it makes no sense. <laughs> and it's my <laughs> brain in a song essentially. And it's in Spanglish. Like it's, <laughs> it's so specific. Um, but I had so much fun with it and it kind of brought back that joy of just creating mm-hmm. and making music. So I decided to go ahead and, do that again so I've been writing songs since last year and just producing and creating and writing music and I'm working on an EP that I'm hoping to launch this year 
awesome. And is there, will there be any Sailor Moon references in this EP? Oh, you bet. Yes. In the name of the Moon Gang, I solemnly swear. <laughs> I believe you now. I will now have to make it about Tuxedo Mask, though. Okay. You know, I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh, my God. I just can't believe that's the big takeaway I'm getting from this. I am as useless as my motto. <laughs> just call it a rose. Yeah. That's going to be the song, Rose. You're welcome. <laughs> have a rose. You're welcome. Right. <laughs> You're welcome has to be part of it, too, I, I would hope. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Throw a rose. You're welcome. <laughs> 100%. Uh, that EP is going to arrive late, like me. Perfect. It's going to do very little, but it will leave stylishly. <laughs> it will leave an impact. It will. I, it will be all about me, even though I'm barely there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's my yeah. preview. That's my sneak peek. <laughs> Love it. I am already looking forward to it, and I am excited to listen to it. Thank and you. I hope you show up more than Mamoru does. Oh, I will. I will. In a fight. I'm yes. gonna. I'm gonna be Mamoru 2.0. He's he's trying to better himself. He's going yeah. to do a self growth period. Perfect. <laughs> He'll be a um, future version. Crystal Tokyo Mamoru. <laughs> oh my God, Crystal Tokyo. Yeah. You see, it's in my name. It was meant to be. There you go. Mm-hmm. Puns. <laughs> we love them. We do. and you definitely remember this um i was in every episode asking everyone to come up with a sailor moon says phrase or psa like at the end of the deke episodes original dub you know sailor moon hatter sailor moon says Mm -hmm. so what would yours be sailor cristal says sailor cristal says go wild be yourself stay horny Yes, I feel like that is an accurate <laughs> summation of this episode. <laughs> Glad to represent yes. horny fangirls everywhere. Thank you. <laughs> and where can people find you? People can find me right now on crystalmarie.com, C-R-I-S-T-A-L, Marie as an M-A-R-I-E.com, which is my <laughs> website, and my all my social media is there, so I'm on Instagram, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Twitter. I have a lot of arguments on Twitter, by the way, um, mostly because I'm, I'm, again, sharing a lot of shit posts <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of thirst. Um, I am not ashamed. Understandable. Horny on Maine. Um, I've got Twitch. I'm also on, obviously, Get in the Robot, you, your YouTube anime club. And you might even find me on the backlog of the leaderboard <laughs> doing some game reviews and 107 facts. Uh, so, yeah, you'll find me online. I'm, a, I'm, I'm there. Awesome. I'm not hard to get. I'm an easy bitch. <laughs> easy to find. Hard to track down. Yes. <laughs> um, and you can find me at Miss Old School. It's Old School with a K. And... Uh, you can find the podcast at Moonies Club on Twitter and Moonies underscore club on Instagram. And that's it. Thank you, Crystal, for being on the show. Thank you. And you're welcome.